Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Welcome to You Made Me Watch. I am Mike Bobbitt here with my wife, Allison Bobbitt, who made me watch (sighs) (laughs) Clifford, starring Charles Grodin, Martin Short, Mary Steenburgen, and Dabney Coleman. You love it. It's your favorite movie now. It most certainly is not. What? Why? I thought it was going to be bad. Uh Uh-huh. Somehow it was worse than I thought it was going it's to be. It's very creepy. This works better <laughs> as a horror movie because as a comedy, it is just disturbing. Yes. And well, I, I think I, I that's how at, I watch like, it now. Yeah, they they do um, trailer remixes mm-hmm. on YouTube. And afterwards, I was like, oh, someone had to have made a trailer for this as a horror movie. And sure enough, they did. And, and it's it does a not, really good horror movie. Yeah, it does cut. not look that complicated to make this into a horror movie it's absolutely a horror movie it's like um orphan it's exactly like orphan it's funny yeah. that you said that because that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking yeah i was like this movie is exactly orphan uh-huh except it's supposed to be a comedy so you know just misfire <sighs> truly i thought orphan was funnier than this disagree this was had um it was funny how creepy it was Okay, I'm going to give. In my opinion, I'm going to give a quick rundown. Uh, Jennifer Savage and Richard Kine are Clifford's parents. Clifford is a ten-year-old played by Martin Short, who was forty at the time. Who was thirty-seven at the time? Almost forty. They're flying to Hawaii because Richard Kind has a um, business Conference. meeting, and Clifford wants to go to Dinosaur Land in, in ca- California. In California, so he goes to the cockpit after assaulting everyone on the plane (laughs) and uh, commits an act of terrorism Uh and uh, is no longer allowed to fly. Correct. So um, Richard Kind calls his brother, Charles Grodin, who conveniently just got into a fight with his girlfriend, Mary Steenburgen, and said he's great with kids. He has a nephew. uh, I want to say his name is Mason. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know why that is a quoted line That's from this so movie. so weird, yeah. Yeah, and uh, things start off good. He says he's going to take Clifford to Dinosaur Land, and uh, unfortunately, Dabney Coleman is his boss, and he wants to bang Mary Steenburgen, so he 
preoccupies Charles Grodin by making him redo this big project. So Charles Grodin can't take Clifford to dinosaur land and Clifford decides to make Charles Grodin's life a living hell. And it just gets worse and worse and worse until ultimately Charles Grodin just snaps, takes him to dinosaur land to kill him. And then at the last moment, for no reason at all, has a change of heart and lets him live. And because this movie was so fucking awful, (laughs) they shelved it for three years. Mm -hmm. It bankrupt Orion Pictures after they won Academy Awards for Silence of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, shit, we also made... It's not the only movie that bankrupted them. I know, I know. But But yeah, it was part of the problem. So um, MGM bought it and they were like, we gotta do something to make this redeemable. So they... um, made wraparounds set in 2050 with Martin Short in old age makeup as a priest Mm -hmm. telling Ben Savage how he used to be a bad kid. Yeah. Or this is a movie about how Richard Kind and Jennifer Savage accidentally summoned a demon (laughs) and they pawned it off on Richard Kind's brother. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem with Charles Grodin in this movie. It's it's the same problem with Jack Nicholson in The Shining. He already starts off as a curmudgeon. Like, he's not a likable guy that Clifford breaks, just like Jack Nicholson isn't a likable dad trying to get his shit together, but the hotel breaks him. Like, they both start off as... As, you know... Yeah, they both start off at sevens and then they crank it up to ten. Yeah. Martin Short had a decent film career before this where Mm -hmm. he was playing like second lead in a a lot of movies. And this kind of pushed him back to scene stealing cameo for quite some time. Yeah. And Charles Grodin did not act again for 12 years after this movie. Maybe he did theater. I mean, he did activism work. Yeah, see, maybe he was like, I need to refocus because I've made some choices. And in defense of this movie, Charles Grodin likes it and Martin Short likes it. And they're good friends. Charles Grodin had a talk show and that only lasted like six episodes or something yeah. like that. And Martin Short was one of his guests. Yeah. And uh, Charles Grodin was on a late night show and someone started talking shit about Clifford. And he was like, hey, you know what? I had fun making it. I didn't have fun watching it. <laughs> so here's here's my defense of Clifford. Yes, it is a creepy movie. And I do remember seeing it because I saw it in the theater as a kid. And I was like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I don't feel right about it. Because truly... I thought Martin Short was very creepy because he is. He's playing a 10-year-old boy, but he's it it's so crazy because he's so obviously not a 10-year-old boy. Like I don't know how else to describe it other than that and that he's so obviously not a child. It's so bizarre. I remember not feeling like I remember feeling uncomfortable about it and being like this movie's really weird and I don't understand it. But then I saw it again like on cable later on. And I was like, oh, this movie's hilarious because it's so weird and so creepy. And everybody is acting their asses off. Charles Grodin, Mary Steenburgen, Martin Short are acting the shit out of that movie. I I mean, I'll give you that. Martin Short's definitely committing. They're all so Yeah, so is Charles Grodin. I mean, Mary Steenburgen doesn't really get much to do. She's she's just just sort of the object of affection because both Dabney Coleman 
and Clifford, a 10-year-old boy, both want to fuck her. Well, uh, Clifford, a 10-year-old boy, is just thinks she's beautiful and is in love with her, like any 10-year-old boy would be. But you take on that, like, oh, he wants to have sex with her because he's actually 37. And you're like, yeah, probably. So it, it becomes creepier because you know he's not a child. It would be sweet if it was like... Macaulay Culkin? No. Um, What's the kid's name from Room? Tremblay? Oh, Jacob Tremblay? Jacob Tremblay. Like, if it was him, you would be like, oh, that's, like, sweet that he thinks she's beautiful and, like, loves her or whatever. It's creepy because he's an adult. And it's so clear he's an adult. This is what I think happened. I think Pee-wee's Big Adventure was such a hit. Mm Mm-hmm. And Pee-wee was basically just a character that Paul Rubens did at the Groundlings. And Tim Burton put this sort of like menace (laughs) to the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think Paul Flaherty, who's Joe Flaherty's brother and uh, directed like Tracy Allman and SCTV and, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Like Joe Flaherty is one of the SCTV guys and, uh, uh, Paul Flaherty also directed Who's Harry Crumb with John Candy, who was an SCTV guy. Yeah. I think he was like, oh, I, I can do this thing that Tim Burton did, uh, especially at the end of this movie. It, it definitely has a real Tim Burton feel as you get into the dinosaur land and there's the stop motion and, you know, yeah. all the really uh, stylized lighting and everything. Yeah. Uh, Paul Flaherty is no Tim Burton. No. Good effort. I mean, well, fine effort, I guess. There was effort. There, I mean, Pee Wee Herman is a little shit, but he also does redeeming things. Like he saves the snakes. Saves, yeah, saves all the animals from the pet store, and mm-hmm. um, there's something sort of innocent about him. Where mm-hmm. Clifford is just menacing and evil. Well, one of the things that I think works with Pee Wee Herman is that it's very ambiguous about is he a child is he supposed to be an adult like what like he's clearly some kind of an adult but he's like very childlike still well i, I think what made... works is that he doesn't fit into the normal world and the movie itself is not a normal world you know like yeah francis with the gigantic pool bathtub and yeah like um, it's it's a it's a completely alternate reality yeah all the characters in Wee's big adventure are off a little bit where with clifford it's like everyone's trying to play it straight and just go oh yeah this movie about a 10 year old boy played by martin short yeah and yeah i think maybe if they tweaked it a little bit and made it more like an alternate reality kind of thing that would have worked a lot better than what happened but I still do find this movie enjoyable because it's and it's literally not even nostalgia. It's one of those movies that I feel like it is so bad that it's not necessarily good, but it's a good time. I'm curious what your dad thinks of this movie. <laughs> when I was <laughs> he a probably kid, hates it. I really wanted to see Buckaroo Banzai and there was mm-hmm. a blizzard and I threw a fit. I don't know where our kid gets that from. <laughs> and then my parents took me to see Buckaroo Banzai, which normally would be the type of movie that my dad would enjoy. Yeah. I feel like Buckaroo Banzai was the movie that should never be mentioned in our household growing up because of 
me forcing the family to see it. I wonder if Clifford is your dad's buckaroo bonsai. I don't think my dad took us to see it. I think it was just my mom. Okay. Yeah, I think um, it was one of those things. My mom, it might have been like over the summer or something like that. Or maybe we had a half day or I don't know. I, I It was a movie that my mom took us to see. Maybe it was one of my dad's golf days because he plays in a golf league. And so he's was usually gone on like Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights during the week. So my mom would like, it would be fast food night and like maybe we would go to a movie. So my mom took us. My dad definitely didn't go. <laughs> But I'm sure that we rented it from the video store. I have never been more envious of someone's inability to remember things right now than your mom's. Because <laughs> I want to forget this movie just like I know your mom has. Oh, yeah. No, she has no memory. Yeah, she would not remember. Oh, oh man. The silver lining of dementia. <laughs> You don't have to remember fucking Clifford. She doesn't have to remember anything bad, honestly. (laughs) She doesn't. She has no idea about any anything miserable. She probably forgot what a piece of shit I was as a kid. If she ever stays with us again, I think we should make her watch Clifford. (laughs) I I think because she's at the point now where she's getting real honest about stuff. She would probably say, I don't want to watch this. This is bad. And she would (laughs) ask us to turn it off. (laughs) Yeah. I love your mom. I do, too. Oh, yeah. She straight up told me a couple of times, like, I don't like this. I was like, okay, we'll change it. Or, you know, like, she also said that my brother's her favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Well. My mom came to stay with us for two weeks when my dad went out of town. And, um. She asked if my brother was coming over, and I was like, yeah, he's going to stop by. And she's like, oh, good. He's my favorite. My dad's like, what the fuck? She's, Your daughter's right in front of you. I want you to know, in spite of watching <laughs> Clifford, you are still my favorite. Oh, thank you. I'm very glad. Yes. Because I love you very much, and you're my favorite. I love you, too. <laughs> that sounded forced. I, it's not forced. I'm just... Mad. Also, it's streaming for free on the Roku channel, so we did not have to pay for it. They should have paid us to watch it. I think the reward is the joy of knowing we've watched it. The real Clifford was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) Exactly. (sighs) I will say, it's not a good movie. Like, I know that. It's bad. But it is one of those movies that's, like, so absolutely insane that I enjoy I enjoyed watching it again. It was funny to me how insane it is. But I can certainly see how if you're watching it for the first time, you would just be like, what the fuck is this movie and why is this happening? I keep looking at how long we've been recording to see how long Clifford still has to be part of my life. Oh, no. I would rather watch the sweetest thing again. Oh, come on now. Uh, I did look up some of the trivia about this. But a podcast that I listened to, Blank Check, mm-hmm. did an episode about this. It's uh-huh. uh, Griffin Newman, who was in The Tick, and David Sims is a pop culture journalist. And mm-hmm. that episode is pretty neat because uh, Griffin worked with Martin Short on the Mulaney pilot before mm-hmm. Griffin was kicked off the show and had a lot of neat insight like martin short had to have his legs waxed every single day to play clifford oh god yeah because he had to look like a little boy so he couldn't have like yeah oh that sounds horrible 
Yeah. He's not even wearing pants ever. He's wearing like shorts and a suit coat, like very prep school, like little boy stuff. That's the other thing that's so weird about him is that he's dressed up like in a suit or like a sweater vest and stuff. Like he's dressed up all the time. Like, I don't know, some creepy kid. A lot of the movies that Martin Short did in the 80s were not wacky comedies. And I think he was fine in those. But after Clifford, the roles that he was getting were stuff like, you know, the character and the father of the bride movies and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think when Martin short is allowed to Martin short about in a cameo, Mm -hmm. that's where he works best. Uh, I I do think he's also great in murder building. (laughs) (laughs) Only murders in the building. He's fantastic. And, and you know what? I actually loved the movie captain Ron, which came out before this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, he's kind of the lead in that. It's like him and Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's true. He's like the second lead. Mm. So yeah, a lot of the movies like Inner Space and Three Amigos, he was yeah co-lead with someone else. Yeah, I think he's great as like a uh, in an ensemble, and he's a goddamn treasure. So I I forgive him. I still love him, and I you know he's insane in this movie, but I like it. It kind of reminds me of um, what's the Bruce McCullough character on Kids in the Hall? Like I'm Gavin. How much would my head be worth if it was made out of ground mm-hmm. beef or whatever? You yeah. know, that character? Yeah, I kind of remember. I think this would have worked better as an SCTV or a SNL sketch. Like a reoccurring character. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't oh, think... Oh, like it... how Vanessa Bayer would always be like that little Jewish boy? Yeah. I don't think there's enough there for this to be an entire movie. Yeah, it definitely has the feels of an SNL movie, you know, that that wasn't a good one. Yeah, I I would like to see this entire cast because I like the entire cast in like an Ed Grimley movie. Like if it Mm -hmm. had been Charles Grodin was neighbors with Ed Grimley. Yeah. And then, you know, let them do their shtick. I think that would have been much, much better. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I I still feel like... You don't think I'm wrong? That's very decent of you, I must say. <laughs> You're ridiculous. That's my Ed Grimley. It's it's not bad. It's not bad. I guess my feeling is just that um, at the time, and, and I won't even you know try to say like, oh, it was ahead of its time, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it, it's not even that. It's just, it's one of those movies where, yeah, it's going to release and it's going to bomb, but kind of the way that like Troll 2 is one of those movies where it's so bad it's good at the very least it's so bad it's you know fun to watch because you're laughing at how bad it is that's how i feel about clifford like i'm still having a good time watching it because everybody's so insane and everybody's acting their asses off and like charles Grodin and martin short are so fucking funny i still had a good time drop dead fred came out around the same time which is Mm -hmm. phoebe kate's imaginary friend from when she was a kid comes back into yeah. her life yeah uh rick mayall plays drop dead fred mm-hmm. and i think that kind of works just because he's an imaginary character yeah and shortly after this was released chris elliott did cabin boy mm-hmm. which i think that also worked because like Wee's big adventure it was a weird world in itself yeah an exception to all this is dumb and dumber it's like those two characters 
are the oddballs and everyone else is playing it straight. And for some reason, I think Dumb and Dumber works. Well, I think they're also... Not playing 10-year-old boys. Yeah, I mean, they're playing, like, age-appropriate. It's not so unbelievable. Like, the idea of meeting a couple of guys who are dumb is not that outlandish, you know? Did you know that this was almost remade about five years ago as a horror movie? I love that, and I support it, and I I honestly hope they do it, because that would be hilarious at this point i don't think it's happened it's on imdb it was called maurice but it's still listed as coming soon oh, 2017 yeah. Mm, yeah probably probably dead in the water well you know i do appreciate how you're like oh it would be better if you did this 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 like i get it like definitely there are things that would have made it a more successful film but it exists as it exists, and I appreciate how it exists. I wonder if in the four years between when this was filmed and released, <laughs> if Martin Short and Charles Grodin were like, oh, fuck. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought when Orion Pictures went bankrupt, I was saved from this ever seeing the light of day. Well, you said that they both liked it, so I think they were kind of hopeful you know, when when they found out it was being released. I mean, I'm sure it it probably doesn't speak well for the film if they're like, okay, so we have to do some reshoots. Um, we're going to do some reworking, you know, trying to make it work. So I think they were probably kind of hopeful. I would imagine that nobody anticipates a movie's going to be as bad, you know, as some movies are. Yeah. Hey, you know what made Princess Bride work? Fred Savage. Let's get him. No, we can't get him. We can't get what him. What about his brother? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I would imagine that you definitely don't get psyched when they say, OK, we need to really rework this and then we're going to release it. You know, that's not mm, probably doesn't excite anybody to hear about a movie that they worked on. But, you know, they said they had a good time making it. They like it. I mean, and it did take some convincing for all of them to actually accept the parts. You know, yeah. they all read the script. They all had to, like, sit down and talk about it. They were all very hesitant and eventually were sold on the idea because it just seemed so wacky. I think it's found its audience in having a cult-like um, ability now. Yeah. I wonder what the original beginning and end was before they shot all the priest stuff in 2050. Oh, shit. It would be interesting to see if the original script for Clifford was out there someplace. I'm sure it exists in the um, Writer's Guild library. Yeah, it might. I bet it's there. Yeah. Well, if you're in L.A., <laughs> yeah. you can read any of the scripts you want in the okay. Writer's Guild library. Joe Apel. Joe We Apel. need you to go to the WGA library. <laughs> Look for the original script for Clifford. And uh, and then read it. And then report back. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, I have a child. I am busy. <laughs> yeah. And a career. And no, I don't want to do that. I remember one time Steve Lind asked us, uh, Steve Lind, another comedian, asked me and Bob Phillips for a movie to watch with the family. And we suggested Harry and the Hendersons. And his family hated it so much that Steve was positive that we punked him. Like, what did I do to you guys? Why would you make me watch Harry and the Hendersons? I feel like if we did want to punk him, we would have made him watch Clifford. <laughs> you didn't know about Clifford yet. Yeah. 
it's a bad movie, but it's a fun movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that you disagree, but you're wrong. And it's okay to be wrong. I found a connection between me and this movie, Mm -hmm. but I can't remember what it was. And I feel best not. Not connecting. Not connecting to this movie (laughs) at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks, Allison. You're welcome. (laughs) I, I am sorry that you were so mad about it, but... I'm still glad I made you watch it. What I'm scared of is you and I are working on trying to have another baby. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we got done, quote unquote, working on it, (laughs) I said to you, hey, do you want to record the podcast on Clifford? (laughs) And if it did take this time, God, I hope we don't have a 10 year old and a 37 year old's body as a child. I mean... We would be cursed um, if that's what happened. But I mean, to be honest, I feel like when Benji was born, he looked like a little grumpy old man for a while. I think what would have made this better would be at the very end if it was revealed that Martin Short was the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Might have been fun. All right. Well, if you saw Clifford and you have feelings on it, uh, which I cannot (laughs) see how you would not. Uh, I need to know if anybody else out there appreciates this movie and it's not just me. And I don't really get political on Facebook. Like if someone votes for someone, I don't. I'm not going to do the whole, I'm going to unfriend you. But I swear to God, (laughs) if anyone says they like this movie, consider yourself blocked on Facebook. He doesn't mean it. He's never even on Facebook. (laughs) He Uh, doesn't mean it. He'll judge you, but he won't unfriend you. Follow the Instagram feed. Yeah. Leave a review and tell us. Why are you so upset? I just. You're so mad. It's the home stretch and pretty soon Clifford will never have to be part of my life again. Oh my God. You just sound so like you're in pain right I now. I should make you edit this episode. Absolutely not. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to You Made Me Watch. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye.